Okay, check, check. Is this thing on? Hello? Sibilance. I'm recording. I'm recording too. Oh my goodness. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to Winking It, the West Wing podcast. My name is Andrea. And I'm Sally. And we're going to talk about Swiss diplomacy. Yep. Not actual Swiss diplomacy, but the episode. <laughs> the we'll episode Swiss, Swiss diplomacy. diplomacy. Yeah. In case you thought this became a political podcast <laughs> since Monday. Shall we sing? Oh, yes. Let, take it away, Sally. Perfect. <laughs> da, 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 da. Why did I ever let you talk me into doing the bad singing? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, it's my favorite part. And I love that you love it. Uh, my behind the scenes, my podcast microphone is this like snowball looking thing. It's like a sphere, and I kind of want to like when we start singing, I want to sing like directly into it, like Frank Sinatra or something. You know, like those old microphones. I don't blame but, you at all. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't think you guys can handle that. Oh, (laughs) okay. So normally I have Sally kind of take the lead on the TikTok because she has a better memory than I do. But (laughs) this is a kind of a tricky episode. I feel like I understand it now better, right? Than when I was watching it. But uh, saw you. Do you? Oh no, I wasn't. That doesn't. That's not all to say that I want to do the TikTok. (laughs) But uh, here you go. You go ahead. Okay, if you want. You can to. just tell me. I, I I feel a little um mixed up about the episode. I just watched it, so hopefully I'll be able to remember everything that happened in it. So we just got reelected. This picks up pretty quickly, like the day after. I'm pretty sure because he's doing his you know next day press conferences, and so President Bartlett gets word that the Ayatollah's son is in need of a heart transplant. And, and lung. they want to come, and lung transplant, and they want to come to America to do that. Mm-hmm. So that's happening. There's some some fallout and some just dilemmas <laughs> that come from that, you could say. Um, the minority leader is very upset with Josh because he has found out that Coins is essentially already trying to go after the ticket for the next election, even though we were like literally just reelected. So Josh is sort of is yeah, Josh is sort of figuring that out, dealing with that. Sam is getting started. We only see him for a minute, but he's getting started with his campaign. And Toby is trying to find a job for a woman named Karen Croft, who they sort of uh, they sort of she they had her sort of take a fall for something that they needed and now she's out of a job out of a seat so that's all happening and then there are little things um don is helping josh out with something charlie is just being funny um mm-hmm. that's yeah we'll talk about like that that's pretty much yeah the that, main thing i don't think there's a lot happening in terms of yeah other episodes how'd you feel about this um, episode I thought it was really confusing, honestly. <laughs> and I don't know if I didn't just get enough sleep last night. And I, in multiple storylines, did not totally understand the details. Like, I got I it in broad strokes. But I had to kind of, like, pull up the West Wing Wikipedia. Which, if you didn't know, that's a thing. It's a real thing. 
Uh, yeah. I kind of had to go and like read it as I went along to figure out, okay, right. what what is the context of this? And yeah, you yeah, felt the same way? Yeah, I think way? that's fair. Yeah, I, I did. Um, I agree that like in broad strokes, I got it. And some of the storylines, specifically the Hoyne storyline, and this is a, a device that the West Wing uses a lot that initially you don't know what's going on and then you sort of get it. So like the Hoyne storyline, when Josh... You know, we can see Josh realize what's happened, and we then we see Josh and Leo realize what's happened, but we don't really get it until the end when Leo is talking to President Bartlett. Um, so I did, I was a little confused in that one. I was a little confused in Donna's storyline with the, it's the, the ambassador to Vietnam, his wife it has like, has an issue. The thing that was weird about that one was that, I didn't even try to care about that. <laughs> yeah, that was the thing that was weird is that it was confusing I mean, it wasn't a, a check bounced of whatever. The way Donna set it up wasn't totally clear. But what was doubly confusing about it was that, like, I, I didn't care. I didn't have any stakes in it. And so why not make it a really simple storyline? It was just an odd, I don't know. It was just odd how it all happened. Because I thought more was going to come of it than nothing came of it. Um, and and is, is this common knowledge, and I'm asking because I was a theater major, not to hate on theater majors because I love them and they're my people, but I don't know what a precinct captain is. So when they're all talking about, like, you know, Hoynes getting all the precinct captains lined up, like, obviously I understand that that is going to play into the next re-election campaign and all that, but, like, I don't know what that is. I'd never heard that before. So that was a little confusing for me. I assume it's just, like, the... Uh, uh leader of a certain a specific district um like maybe i don't know yeah. that just that just there's some sort of link between them and whatever and like the democrats that vote in that district i'm not sure but that's what i just assumed yeah i mean i had never heard that term specifically but i assume that's what i assume it is so they want those people like like that those people have influence in their districts and and if they are aligned with a specific candidate, then their districts will be, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, yeah, that makes, that makes sense. Yeah. I just, you know what, and the, I saw this on the AV Club, uh, they wrote about this episode, that this was the, only the second episode, I believe, to not include Aaron Sorkin's name in the writing credits in any place. Like, not in... Like, in any way. So I'm wondering if maybe some of these things that were a little complicated just didn't have the quite, they didn't have the sork in hand, you know? I mean, yeah, obviously. That's very it was... interesting because I specifically made an, a few notes. Wow. I specifically made a few notes that I thought certain lines were very sorkin esque. So maybe whoever wrote it just, just really had it down. Um, but yeah, that's that's very interesting to me. Well, then I guess we're arguing different points of the same, different sides <laughs> of the same coin. So I'm saying yeah. all these things that like are complicated. I think that Aaron would have made, he would have made more sense or brought more context to. But maybe right. I don't know. Well, where do you want to start? Oh man. Uh, well, we can just start with the sort of main storyline of the president and the Ayatollah. I. I, you know, we've been talking a lot about how we haven't cared that much about foreign affairs or anything like that. And this really brought it back for me and did a much better job of their high stakes. And not just because there's a 15-year-old, but just the president's reactions to everything and how invested he was. We could really feel how important the storyline was, I think. So 
it was good to have a, a storyline like that that I that I cared about again. So I enjoyed that. I loved the beginning. He's sort of joking about um, this is not really related, but in the beginning, in the in the cold opening, um, President Bartlett and C.J. are like walking in. They're going over press things, and the president is joking, and da da da. And that was a fun way to start the episode for me. Yeah, it was definitely good to have a heart to the story. That's kind of a poor choice of words. It was good to have a heart <laughs> and a lung for for this kind of story. Yeah, and the whole conflict of interest and the fact that it's it's the principle of a thing. And I think that the the times when the West Wing is the best is when there is that like ethical moral dilemma you know that kind of gray yes. space and yeah and then what prevails is generally like oh the triumph of the human spirit and you know we're gonna do what's right, right and everybody else be damned you know so yeah i think that was classic west wing in a good yeah, way yeah i agree but other than that honestly for the episode as a whole i just it really fell flat to me i like that really? part i like that's the only part of the episode i really you didn't like toby's storyline I like it, but I just, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I liked it, but the whole episode in general was <laughs> it's like- It's so funny that you're iffy on a Toby storyline that I really loved. I No, I love, I love the storyline because I think that it's refreshing. I mean, obviously Toby tries to do right by people, and I, we love that about him. Right. And I love, it was surprising that her reaction was- you know what? Like this is my job, and this is what happens, and yeah, it's okay. Talk about like the that moral was high ground. <laughs> yeah, that was really refreshing. Yeah. But I just still feel like the whole episode in general was like, eh. I give it a C for me. C plus. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I think other than the confusingness of it, I think this for me. I mean, it maybe isn't an A plus. I'll give it maybe like an A minus. And maybe it's because I feel like we've had a few more episodes leading up to this that fell flatter for me um but I was glad to like be I just thought the pacing of it was really good I was interested I was actually on my toes I didn't find myself like drifting or pay attention to anything else I I really liked Toby's storyline a lot because I thought that it was so on character I think this is one of the great examples of him having such a strong sense of justice mm -hmm. and yeah. we talk about that a lot and I think mm -hmm. this is case in point for that for that character trait I think he's so he he just like you know at times in this job you have to just be like all right well this is this is terrible this is the way it is but it is the way it is and Toby is just not taking that at all he's very much like mm. this isn't right like this isn't we didn't do right by this woman and we need to fix it and we need to do whatever we can to fix it and and we come to find out that he feels personally responsible because it was a call he made. Right. But regardless of that, it just, I don't know. It just, the cost I really enjoyed. Business. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, I enjoyed that he didn't take that approach. That he wasn't just like, well, oh, well. I enjoyed that he cared about it. And yeah, I just, I just really liked that whole storyline. Yeah. And I liked, I liked all the storylines, so. Well, you know what I did like, and there are definitely moments that I liked, but I don't know why it just didn't completely add up for me. Maybe I just need a nap or something, but honestly, uh, I mean, if that's it on Toby, I, the other part that I really did like, which I think everybody probably did, is when Bartlett's talking to Sam at the end. Yes. And so Sam finally comes back to the White House. He's been out in California 
And honestly, and I made a note that like seeing Sam back in his office is already starting to feel more foreign. Like it's been a long time since I've seen Sam in his office and I'm like, ah, yeah, it's, it's, I, I have such mixed emotions about it. I really do because it's hard for me to separate it from from it's hard for me to separate this storyline from knowing that it's what causes Sam to leave and we're just right. gonna not I mean we're not we usually do we try to do no spoilers but there's no no spoilers for this this is the storyline that causes Rob Lowe to exit I feel like we've already yeah I mean that news but yeah everybody yeah <laughs> you'll yeah, know that I mean, in like an episode knows. or two if they didn't yeah gosh how many do we have left with him like really around uh, not many <laughs> not oh my many. gosh oh my gosh so yeah, so it's just it's just hard for me to and, and to be fair, I still love the show without Rob Lowe in it. Like I want to be clear that like Rob Lowe leaving was not like a devastating thing, but I love Rob Lowe and I love the whole having the whole crew together. So it is it's a bummer and it's hard it, it is it's just hard for me. <laughs> I feel so dramatic to say it's hard for me to watch, <laughs> but it's like I just don't want to deal with this. I don't yeah. want to face it. So uh, I'm pretending it's not happening. <laughs> yeah. So I can't get on board with it. I liked the Will Bailey stuff. I like that he's like backing, taking a back seat, but I just, yeah, I I just can't. Did you like, did you like the scene though at the end that I'm talking about with Bartlett talking to Sam and he just says like, you know, very fatherly, like it's okay to run away from me when you need to. And that just felt like a double meaning to me, but obviously he meant, you know, on different policy issues (laughs) and things like that. But I'm like... (laughs) It's like Martin Sheen telling Rob that he could leave the desk <laughs> of, like, run yeah. towards well, yourself. I like that he says, like, he says, like, if you lose, you lose. But if you, if you don't try, basically, like, if you waste this, then, uh, then, I'll kill you. you. Know, I'll, I'll kill you or something like that. <laughs> I know. I loved it. I, I loved that. I feel like that moment and this other funny moment with Charlie were my two favorite things about this episode. Yeah. Just a quick update. We have eight episodes left with Rob Lowe before he exits this round. Okay. But probably not counting any future episodes. Yeah. Before his initial exit, we have eight episodes left. But probably fewer than that where he's so prominently featured. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. That's not even mentioning, like, how much, how much does he actually appear during this? Yeah, here's the, here's the ironic thing is that, like, he's been so front and center this whole season, like, to, to carry this out. Don't you think? He's gotten so much more screen time. He's gotten more of what Um... he was asking for. You know what I'm saying? I, I, yeah, to an extent in previous episodes. I mean, like in this one, he was only in it for like five minutes, maybe. Yeah. And in other ones, I still feel like it's not, he's gotten more. And I say that because I think before this season, he had been phased out way more, but I still don't think it was, I think he, I I don't like talking about this because I feel like it makes Rob sound like a jerk and I just adore Rob but I, I do think that he thought it was going to be the Sam Seaborn show. Totally. And it could have been presented to them and I that think way. in past episodes, you know. he's become... Yeah, absolutely. But I think in past episodes, he has become, you know, a full part of the ensemble again. But still not... I, I feel like there's nothing that could have made up for it at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, it so. just feels ironic to me. Because it feels like he is taking a center stage 
role in this season. Obviously more than he has huh. in season past, and th- this is the season where he leaves. Like, it's too little, too late. It's funny because I just feel like whenever I think about it, and and I don't know that this is true because I, I haven't actually, like, analyzed it or, like, figured it out, but for some reason, season four, like, in my head I know, okay, this is the season where Rob Lowe leaves, but I always think, like, well, he's pretty much gone, like, towards the beginning. I mean, we're only however many episodes in, and because we were we were talking a few episodes ago that we didn't realize or we didn't remember that it happened so early. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I do feel like the whole season ends up being a little Rob Lowe, like he's definitely on the way out. You can feel it. Ugh. So it's interesting. I don't anyway. know. All right, let's talk about something. Yeah, happy. let's talk about something. Else. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about precinct captains. Uh, no, not let's not do that. Uh, let's let's play this audio clip because. Uh, there wasn't a lot of Charlie in this episode. There, there wasn't a lot of Charlie in the last episode, but at least in this one, we got some great uh, banter between he and President Bartlett. So basically, yeah. Charlie <laughs> is egging him on about, you know, having to sign these papers and whatever, and this is what <laughs> happens. More thank you notes? You know what? Why don't you tell Debbie we're going to do some calls? Calls? Yes, calls. Calls. Mr. Sarcasm with your dry calls. I was this close to renaming one of the oceans after you, but no way. Maybe, maybe one of the species of fish, like trout. Trout is now Charlie. Went up to the lake, pulled out a couple of nice Charlie for dinner. Anything else? Look at the size of that Charlie you've got mounted on your wall. Thank you, sir. I mean, I just, I thought that moment was top notch. Yes, I absolutely agree. And I made a note that, like, I really enjoyed that we get this tight these tiny moments with charlie like it's not a big deal it's not like a huge storyline it's just these this little bit of moment but like it's just enough to keep charlie in the loop and to feel like he's still a part of the story and i really enjoy that they because they could have just like not had charlie in this episode so i appreciate and debbie too debbie came in had yeah. the line about the glasses and you know you saw her talking to the doctor and it, they do such a great job of just like all right let's bring them in for just a minute and remind everyone that they're here and they're a mm-hmm. part of this family right even though it's not a huge storyline we had a moment with margaret as well and i felt kind of in the same yeah. way i mean obviously charlie's I mean, I don't want to, like, put them on a scale of, like, you know, like a hierarchy or anything. Yeah. But you know what I mean? That's the trouble with having such a large cast of incredible actors is that I think, you know, some people talk about, you know, did they handle Charlie's storyline well throughout the entire series? And, you know, I just yeah, feel just like... It's so hard. It's just, like, how... There's so many. ...everyone's storylines well and still... And still maintain enough storylines to, like, believe that this takes place in the White House. Yeah. I mean, I tried to watch Scandal for a little while, and that was always my biggest problem, was, like, what, shouldn't the president be doing things? Like, every time the show's over office, I wanted it to be the West Wing, and I'm like, nothing is happening here. And if there is something happening, it's something tawdry. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And I'm I'm saying this as a person who watches that show, and I watched it because of Josh Molina. Will Bailey. Yeah, I mean, like, I like the show enough, but every time they every time they tried to remind me that he was the president, I was like, no, 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 no. Just yeah. don't. He doesn't know how to be. So. He's the worst TV president. Not because of acting, yeah. but just because he doesn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. I did love Margaret's moment, though, going back to that. I really liked that 
this so the Margaret's one of Margaret's moments is when Leo is coming in to meet with the Swiss ambassador and Margaret just leans in and tells him the the guy's name. Mm-hmm. And I really like that because this is something that did not feel Sorkin-esque because normally they have to be, you know, the smartest guy in the room, which we talk about all the time. And it's always been, I think I've brought this up in a few episodes, it's always my point that, like, would they really know every ambassador's name? Would they really know this philosophy philosophy book from however long ago? Would they really know all of these details? And right. so it was fun to see, because it's like, you know, it's Bruno having that line about Ram, and it's like, in his brain, I mean... Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, this is Not nice to know that like Leo genuinely doesn't have enough room to keep all of these things in here. And sometimes Margaret has to remind her of someone's name. I liked it. I, oh. It was in this tiny moment that I really enjoyed. Yeah, I liked the moment where so. Leo tells her that. She's not allowed to say recession in the in the White House. It's kind of like saying Macbeth in a theater. <laughs> like you just can't say it. But um, the line he just says like, "Call it the robust economy yeah. meeting." And when and when President Bartlett later tells um Leo to put Le- Margaret had given Leo a note that said like somebody was rioting in the streets or something. And um, I hate, hate that I can't remember it. But President Bartlett, what I remember is President Bartlett said, "Put that in the Margaret Museum because it was a funny note." So. <laughs> I like that. Oh, I guess I suppose we should talk about uh, the Hoynes stuff and Josh. Yeah. Yes, let's talk about that. First of all, let me just say, as an aside, that okay, so Josh meets with Senator Triplehorn, the House Minority Leader, and I feel like Uh Triplehorn has to be the most generic but interesting name ever used. (laughs) Don't you feel like you've seen a Triplehorn in in so many? Movies. It's it sounds like something that would be in Harry Potter to me, honestly. It sounded very odd. I wouldn't know, you know. But, <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. What do, I don't really have much to say about this one, other than the fact that here's Hoynes being disagreeable again all the time. And yes, it's probably justified. But, eh. I just don't ever no. like when he's in it. I just don't. <laughs> Well, it's def. First of all, it's definitely justified because yeah. Josh is coming in and accusing him of this this thing that Josh is really upset about, and and he didn't do it, which is you know a big. But thing. why didn't he just say that? You know what I'm well, saying? Because I think it's more of the. I, the I think it's the principle of the matter is that Fair. like he does feel like it's one of those things where it's like. I didn't do it, but even if I had, yeah, you know, shut up about it. Like, even if I had, I, I would have had a right to do it, um, yeah. even though they disagree on that. I think it was, I think it's a principle of the matter thing. And I think he's so frustrated with the fact that, and so bitter about the fact that it's Josh coming in here. I mean, obviously he, you know, he and Josh get into it a lot. There's a lot of good dialogue there about Josh sort of jumping ship and becoming, you know, Team Bartlett and like full force Team Bartlett, and but what does he expect? You know, well, I don't, I don't know. What I think he has a right to be uh, bitter about that and upset about it. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I guess I'm just frustrated because I feel like every time we, except for maybe one episode, I feel like he doesn't play for our team. You know. I think he's very antagonistic. He is very reluctantly playing for our team because he still feels like it should have been his team. <laughs> yeah. I think that he has a hard, t- a really hard time dealing with that. Um, and I think, you know, I think if 
you know, we see it from our team's point of view. I think if you look at it from Hoynes' point of view, he does have a right to be upset about everything he's upset about. I just think, you know, you got to get over it and just do your job eventually. So, I don't know. But I enjoyed the storyline in general. I enjoyed the interaction between Hoynes and Josh in Hoynes' office. I thought all that dialogue was wonderful. I liked... I liked at the beginning when it was still lighthearted, uh, when they were just, they had just found out that the minority leader is upset with Josh and Toby and Josh are talking about it. And that's, that was pretty funny. Um, Toby, you know, Josh was like, I can't remember what he said. Josh said like, Toby told me I had to go talk to him. And Josh was like, yeah, let's call that plan B. And plan A is you go talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Josh said, I'm starting to feel ill will towards the minority leader. And Toby says, and I've had it up to here with the Welsh. and it's just it's entertaining so I like a lot about it I like that I think it's very interesting it's an interesting plot point that the president ends up being the one who yeah sinks and I just think it is kind of I think it's kind of nice I think it was kind of even though like we're supposed to believe it wasn't politically the right thing to do I think it was a really big gesture on the president's part to be like, you know what, John Hoynes, I see what you've you've done, and like, and I, I love you, and you're support. Yeah, it just like <laughs> it just felt like a nice thing to do, even if it wasn't technically the right thing to do. I thought it was was a that good legal show of gratification. Was it legal? Yeah, is he allowed to do that? Yeah, I'm sure it was legal. I think it's just frowned upon. Oh, okay. Because if it, if it was not legal, they would have been having a lot of oh. different conversations. Oh, wait. Didn't he say to Charlie to set up his calls from the mansion? Because I think that is part of it, is that he, you can't make campaign calls from the White House, but you can from the residence. So that actually oh, probably makes so. sense. Um, yeah, maybe so. Okay. Fair enough. What else you got? Well, I just, I really liked, I feel like we we touched on the Ayatollah story, but I really liked a lot about it. I really, just the whole, the whole dynamic of bringing the doctor in. Oh, I loved the president and Abby's conversation. Mm-hmm. I thought that was super great. So the president yeah. calls in the first lady and he brings her in from the woman's caucus, which brings up a lot of bad jokes about the yes. woman's caucus that I'm not even going to go into. I mean... Um, I, just jokes are not there. It would just unnecessary, just not even worth <laughs> mentioning. I don't know. Anyway, um, go back to the sewing thing, really? Uh, the yeah. women's caucus, yeah, he tell the sewing tells, thing, anyway. Yeah, tells Charlie to put on his helmet, and anyway, it's not important. Um, <laughs> so the president calls in the first lady, and they're talking about it, and I just really liked the first lady's opinion on it yeah she says you know she talks about samuel mudd and how he set booth's leg after he shot lincoln and you know she's like you treat the patient in front of you and the president's like yeah okay but you're wrong because then he was tried for treason and she's like so what it doesn't matter you set the leg and i just thought that dialogue was so great i thought everything that was set up about that was great I, i what's funny is that that's one of the conversations that i wrote so sorkin about that i was like this is very I don't know, it just seemed like something Sorkin-esque, I guess. Um, which is funny that it was not, so they did well on that. Well, you know... Because said, so that's the way it goes, you set the leg. It was just very... The whole conversation was, like, rhythmic and patriotic and idealistic, and it was 
just a mix of all the well, sorted things. <laughs> well, like, listen, even if his name wasn't on this episode, which, it, 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 I mean, it could have been, but I don't think it was. But even if his it name wasn't, wasn't as a on writer. it, right, I mean, he's not going to hand over the keys to someone who doesn't, who hasn't, like, been his mentee, yeah. you know? He, like, he is everyone's yeah, sensei. Absolutely. I, you know. Absolutely. So, yeah. he's all over it. Um, Definitely. There's also the tiny storyline of the president trying to remember the names of their cats. Oh my gosh. Which is really funny because he, <laughs> at the beginning, he says that the Swiss are reminding him of how their cats used to stand outside with the mice. Um, and then he's asking Abby, he's saying like, what about Mrs. Wilberforce? Uh, Mrs. Wilberforce? What happened? And, you know, and she's like, oh, she moved to such and such and she's doing such and such. And it's like, what are you saying? And yeah, that was just a great, yeah, that, that was, was a great funny. conversation. I liked Leo's yeah. line. He's like, I never really liked human names for animals. Like, I just, <laughs> what is he yeah. calling? And then the president says, I can't believe, Barb, my daughters didn't consult you about that. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Mr. Finch and Mrs. Wilberforce. I feel like we, that, yeah. those should be, like, the mascots of our podcast. Like, if, if you could just on your lunch break tomorrow, like, design somehow like a mr finch and mrs wilberforce that are cats <laughs> that maybe have west wing t-shirts or something okay. i would really Ooh, like that order, man. well i you know i want to set the bar high and then i want you to be challenged because i feel like you really thrive <laughs> that way <laughs> great um but yeah um there were a few other things this the i told a storyline was very heavy in things there's a moment where leo tells the president that maybe they should consider a sort of negotiation where they talk about they want them to stop testing certain missile thing, missile type situation, I believe. And I can't remember exactly what it was, which I'm sure I wasn't laughing at you. I just, I wanted your inflection to go even higher and I wasn't sure if it would. (laughs) 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 So... Yeah, I thought that was interesting. It's the same as we've seen in the past where Leo sort of has to bring up the bad guy idea and be the bad guy. And the president, you know, says, no, (laughs) I don't want to do that. So he doesn't want to do that. He doesn't want to barter. You know, he makes the comment about there's a big red cross on the plane. Yeah. Big red cross. Yeah. So that that was interesting. Also, just, okay, first of all. You would think all this hoopla they're going to, they didn't set up, they didn't, like, make sure there was a doctor, a doctor first and foremost. Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess. that I was guess, a little weird. I don't know what the protocol is, <laughs> obviously, again, theater I major. mean, clearly, we just wanted to set up this storyline, which yeah. is fine. It was just like, okay, well. I mean, I guess there <laughs> is a, more of a scarcity of organs than doctors usually yeah so they probably get organ than doctor but and is it really yeah. three like that seems i mean obviously that was an arbitrary number in a fictional tv show but now i'm wondering right. how many people in the world actually do that procedure i think and, there are i'm sure that seems realistic that there are certain procedures that only a handful of people could do i know but i wonder like but it would be crazy. To How fictional, person. you know? Like, are yeah. there really like yeah. three hundred, or yeah. are there like twenty, or four? Yeah. Um, so if anybody has an answer to that, just let us know. Uh, <laughs> one thing I did want to mention, I the last thing for me is that the the cold opening was a really long steady cam shot. 
I mean, it wasn't. Yeah, it, it was, wasn't. I wrote that down too. It was exceptionally long. It wasn't quite like the Revenant long or like Saving Private Ryan or Atonement long, but it was pretty long for television. It was long. It was very long, and it was very windy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't just like down one hall. It was very. They went in and out of a lot of places. Yeah, I, I made that note too. There were a lot of little things to mention. There's. Um, there's the time where Donna's yelling at Josh about balancing his checkbook and he's, she's like, you always pay your bills on time. You always balance your checkbook and da, 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 da. And he's like, all those things you said was a good thing. were good things. You know, that yeah. was cute. Yeah. There were, there were just a lot of little things. The, I mean, the cold opening we've talked about, there were great lines in there. Yes. He says, you know, the president says the people have spoken and it's clear that their will is I should do and have whatever I want. <laughs> yeah. And that was funny. Yeah, Barbara so. had some good uh, one-liners in this one. So, yep. I'm I I I don't know if are you ready to give MVPs cuz I I think that yeah, is into I, am. I think Bartlett's my MVP. Yes. Yeah, Bartlett's my MVP. For a moment, For I sure. thought you were going to choose the woman that Toby was talking to just because oh, I feel I like I should have. Oh gosh, so dang. See? She's so like gracious and morally upstanding i'm very impressed by her just know that she comes in a close second but but president bartlett sally always likes to give it to the person that she knows she'll never see again which is fair (laughs) that's true which is funny because pam wrote in and in one of pam's emails she said uh i can't believe you didn't pick sam there are so few opportunities left to choose him and i was like that's so true i'm just gonna pick sam for everything but but i'm not (laughs) but we're not but just know, like, deep in my heart, guys, that I am picking him for everything. Oh, heavens. So. Okay, well, <laughs> we can't wait to see what you come up with tomorrow, Sally, Mr. Finch, and Mrs. Wilberforce. I can't wait to oh have gosh. a podcast mascot. I feel like we should each have one of them. You know, like, maybe <sighs> I have Mrs. Wilberforce and you have Mr. Finch. We'll, uh, yeah, we'll have to talk about it. There are no words really beyond that. Um, Okay, well, if you guys have thoughts or feelings on this episode or any other West Wing episodes, send them to us at thewestwingpodcast at gmail.com. And we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at wingingitpod. P-O-D. Yeah. And next up is Arctic Radar. Ooh. That's our next episode. So I kind of wish this episode had been called Swiss Miss Diplomacy. I think I would have liked it more if there had been hot chocolate involved. I don't know. Okay. All right, we'll see you next step, guys. Bye, guys.